Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. What's happening, dude? Oh, man. I'm just sitting here freezing my butt off, dude. It's cold outside. It's cold. It's it's nasty. It's dreary. It's like the worst the South has ever been. It is as cold as Max wife's <clears throat> heart out there. Yeah, I, I mean, we moved down from Michigan to get away from this crap, and now here we are again. I'm telling you, won't you take it back up there with you? Well, I don't want to go back up there. It's way cold. I don't think nobody wants to be up there. No. But listen, I mean, this is horrible. Well, it's depressing. You can't get your car out and go ride around in it. I mean, it's <laughs> well, cold. You can, well, you, know. you could, but you know what I'm saying. It's miserable because most hot rods don't have good heat, you know? So, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it's just, just dreary, dude. And then you got the holidays and all this family time, which is dreary. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Uh, there's times that I would rather be eating dinner with the with, with the inmates at the LEC than my family. You know, they're not bad people. You know what? And I've, if you go, I've talked to many of them, and a lot of them, they're actually innocent. Well, you were not. an inmate at one time, so you got you get the opportunity firsthand. But i tell you something that's even funnier, though, is, is if you're going to go to jail, though, my attorney always tells me you want to go to jail on a Friday because it's hot dog day at the LEC. That's right. That's, you know, that's good advice. That's sound advice. I've actually heard stories about guys who were getting out on Friday but didn't want to get out Friday before dinner because it was hot dog day. They must be some damn good hot dogs. Yeah, those are quality dogs. I'm I mean, here to you. Oscar Mayer at the yeah, finest. Those are some those are some nice, nice, nice dirty water dogs. Oh, you know what? I appreciate a good dirty water dog. I, I'm a connoisseur of a dirty water dog myself. I mean, they are pretty tasty. I mean, I like that that film of like that fatty kind of whatever. We don't even know what that is. Like yet. a mucus, like yeah. across the top of the water. I like that. I, I do too. I happen to be a huge fan of that. But you know what? This ain't dinners, drive-ins, and dives. And I'm not Guy Fieri. This Although is hot you do look and, like him. I do resemble him a little bit. But this is Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And I tell you what, we got some exciting stuff, guys. Next week, that's right. Next Saturday, we are going to be at the South Carolina Internet. National Auto, yeah, Auto Show. Auto Show. There you go. It's like that's a it's a big name for. Oh, you know what I'm saying. I got a big mouth. You should work. Oh, but yeah. but anyway, we're going to be at the International Auto Show at the TV <clears throat> Convention Center from 12 to 2. You can come see me and Odd Rod. We'll be there live and on location. A lot, a lot of cool stuff there. you got to think about it. all the new 2018 models are going to be there. The Mustang Club's going to be there. I'm pretty sure the Corvette Club's going to be there. Camaro Club's going to be there. I mean, that's really cool, though. And I mean, like I said, so you got a little bit of the old cars. you got a little bit of the late model show cars. And then you've got all the new 28 mo- 2018 models to check out. That's true. Uh, it's always a good show. I've been going for the past several years now, like for a long time, actually. And it's always cool to see what's coming out, you know, the new cars on the market. If you're in, in the market to buy something, it's the place to be. Well, it's cool because you can touch them and get in them, and you don't have, like, a salesman aggravating you. Well, I don't know. The Lotus guy wouldn't let me get in it. I think that was more or less like him trying to keep you from hurting yourself. Oh, okay. Or the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wouldn't let me in, though. That's yeah. mean. Yeah, that was, that was a little mean. It was. Broke my heart. 
but no it's a cool show you get to see some awesome stuff usually something new and cool or you know a prototype i remember a few years back there was a uh jeep hurricane there with the dual engine set up in it well i mean and they got some cool stuff and they got the drive-alongs too of course you know chevrolet will be there ford and all that good stuff yeah they won't let me do that either they won't let you do that either well, yeah they, you cut one donut and one, then they one peek at the driver's license and you know the record and, and they just, like, nah, can't, can't do it hang on do it <laughs> not today yeah. But it's really cool. Like I said, they always have a lot of cool handouts. It's definitely worth the price of admission to check it out. Which ain't much, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's dirt cheap, guys. And then then you get to see Rob and Odd Rod. Yeah, we'll definitely be there. Probably probably be there longer than the whole 12 to 2 thing. Oh, yeah. We'll be out hanging around, walking around. We'll have plenty of Hot Rods and Happy Hour posters to give out. That's right. A little garage art from Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And Miss Liberty Bell. And Miss Liberty Bell. Be sure to get your poster up there with us. Take a picture with us. Post it on social media. Send it to your mama. Yeah, we'll even, Tell her we said hey. If, if you uh, tip us well, we might even autograph it. Ooh. I mean, I've been practicing my autograph. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. Like, like, I've got like this thing where it's like a jet plane shooting off. That's cool. Oh, yeah. A little personal touch. It's, you know, it's how I roll. I honestly thought it was just chicken scratch. No. No. Oh. No. Well, anyhow. It's all on how you look at it. Yeah, you know, matter of perspective. I guess so. So, uh, what do you want to talk about this week? i tell you what. You know, this is the thing about Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We talk about Chevrolets and Fords all the time. We talk about all these new car lists and all that stuff. And Dodges. And some Dodges from time to time. But, you know, what? I want to talk about a make of car that we don't talk about that often. And There's, there's a few of those. Yes, there are. And, you know, and so I, sometimes I like to pull pull back and, and dig a little deeper and tell you a few things about this manufacturer and talk about some of the cool rides they've made through the years and still to this day are making. So what car would that be? It would be the Buick. The Buick. I thought that and was the, I thought that was the sound you make when you were sick on the toilet, you know. Buick. No, no, no. And we're not talking about the Buick your grandma drove. We're talking about Oh, all you mean the, that champagne colored LeSabre? Everybody's grandmother drove a champagne Buick LeSabre. Or Park Avenue. Yeah. If you're one up, of the two. If you're up class. With the wire wheel hubcaps. Right? Right. There's no other way to go classy and if you didn't get in champagne you just you missed out on an opportunity that's what i'm saying because that's, that, that's the grandma car like when you turned 62 they issued you your buick in champagne wire wheel hubcaps i know i just hate that when i'm 62 i won't get that no. I, i'm really sad about no that. no lesabry no lesabry but we're talking about all the cool buicks on hot rods and happy hour and there's some really cool ones and a lot of cool ones you probably forgot about or didn't even know even existed all right, so here's the cool thing about Buick, though, because a lot of people don't know this about Buick. Buick was around before General Motors was. Oh, yeah. Buick started in 1904. It wasn't until 1908 that General Motors actually started. So the key investor and uh, uh, general manager of Buick is the guy who moved over and started General Motors. But Buick has been known for its classy vehicles, which is probably why Grandma had a LeSabre. Well, you got to think about it. And, you know, the stories you always hear here in the South is, you know, the Cadillac was showing off. Right. The Buick was just a nice car. Your Chevrolet, they were economy. Yeah. These were economy cars. So the Buick and the Oldsmobile were like your upper-class cars, and then the Cadillac was Hollywood. That, that's exactly right. You had your Chevrolet, which was what the working man bought, and then your Buick was, you know, you're going to church on Sunday car, if you will, and the Cadillac was just you had money. Them people. Them people, yeah. You just had good money. That's all that They come from money. They come from money. 
But us normal folks with a little bit of class, we bought us a Buick. Bought us a nice Buick. I've never owned a Buick. <laughs> I've owned a few Buicks. They were they were flip units, but I have owned a few Buicks in my day. Never any really the cool Buicks on the list we're talking about today, though. No, but Buick is a unique company. I mean, like you know, they're the oldest uh, operating company in America as far as automobile goes. You know, starting off in 1904, they've been uh, they've been around for a minute. You know what I mean? And this is something interesting that I read up on Buick about. Eighty percent of the units sold of Buick are sold in China. What? Yes, sir. That was a, that threw me off too. I would have never ever thought that. That in is years. insane. Eighty percent of all b- vehicles made by Buick are sold in China. It's like holy chopsticks, Batman. Yeah, the rest are left to United States, Canada, and Mexico as a general population. But that's yeah, insane. Yeah, eighty percent go to China. That blew my mind. Well, Buicks. I mean, I guess that's just a worldwide thing. You know yeah. what I mean? It ain't well, just know, for grandmas no more. I'm just saying China's got a little class, maybe, you know? I mean, what I mean? Ain't nothing wrong with classing it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I seen you give me a look earlier when I said that Buick was the oldest manufacturer, automotive manufacturer in the United States. Well, it's like because Ford came out in 1903. Well, let me do some clarifications. Ford, uh, Ford didn't start production until later after that. Um, the, Ford, the first Ford car was actually built in 1896, but Ford Motor Company didn't start until 1903. Um, and it was involved with another automobile manufacturer, um, such as Cadillac, which was founded in 1902. Buick has been the longest-running one, though, as far as, you know, in full production. That's wild. It is wild. And also, uh, Studebaker was actually founded in ni- or 1852, but they didn't begin producing automobiles until 1902. And, of course... What did they make before that? I, you know what? I don't know. Did they make Studebaker horseless carriages? Studebaker washing machines? You know, they even have washing machines in A Studebaker washing machine it would be kind of cool, actually. That would actually be kind of badass, really. But, uh, no, the first two Buick automobiles were made in 1899 and 1900, and that was the Buick, Buick Auto Vim and Power Company. Um, so they actually started producing vehicles in 1899. That's cool. I'll tell you what, we got a lot of cool Buicks to be talking about, guys. Stick around. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 1063 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod! What's happening, dude? Are you ready to get schooled in a plethora of Buick knowledge? Well, aren't I'm doing the schooling, too. You can teach, too. Here, okay. here here's the chalk. Okay. Go up to the chalkboard. <clears throat> All right, so as I let off. So in 1904, that was, you know, back when you were born, um, Buick moved over to Flint, Michigan. And Coming from the man that's bald. Yeah, but you're older by a long shot. And better looking. Okay, uh, no. Okay. Should we make a Facebook poll? I think so, actually. Anyhow, can I get back to my lesson on yeah. Buicks? Buicks. I know our listeners are dying to know about a Buick. We're getting into some good stuff, though. Okay, yeah, uh, it's starting to get entertaining. I mean, just hold tight. It'll get better. I promise. That's what she said. <laughs> but anyhow. <laughs> Um, no, in 1904, the company moved over to Flint, Michigan. That's when it actually became a Buick Motor Company. Um, and this is when it got good. In that year, 37 Buick automobiles were made. 37. Knocking it out of the park, buddy. Telling, but you got to think about it. I mean, you got to cut on a little break. I mean, it's 1904. Well, now check this out. You want to talk about a production jump. In 1905, 750 Buicks were made. They stepped it up a notch. In 1906, 1,400. In 1907, 4,641. And then once again in 1908, they doubled it, well, just about doubled it again. 8,800 were made. 
I'm going to tell you something, that's a lot of Buicks. That is a lot of bricks. This is when, you know, Buick started becoming a true competitor amongst well, the thing, those. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of cars back then. I mean, you still were seeing horses roaming the streets. Oh, absolutely. I well, mean, you still do in Union sometimes, but that's beside the point. That's, yeah, that's a totally different story. But, I mean, Buick has proven itself to be a major company. And, you know, talking about production numbers, um, in 2015, Buick actually sold 1,231,941 vehicles, which is a record for the brand. That's insane. That's a lot of grandma cars. That's a lot of Bricks. Now, keep in mind, over 800,000 of them went to China. That's insane. I know. That's, it, it still blows my mind. Like, I want to know what they're doing with all these damn Buicks. You know how many LeSabres and Traverses there are over there? Traverse is a Chevrolet. Uh, Enclave. There you go. No, Enclave. Enclave. Sorry. There we go. Every yeah. time I hear that, I think of like an eclair. <laughs> like, Every time, I don't know why. It's not even remotely the same. I, I think of like a, a soap, like an Enclave by Swap. It's like, do you use Enclave? Yeah. Your skin is so soft. Do you think, do you use Enclave? <laughs> that's, that's a nice lotion you have there. Is that Enclave? It's craziness. <laughs> Anyhow. So, Buick got better. What did Buick do next? Well, you got to think about some revolutionary things. You know, of course, you had, you know, the Pontiac. Uh, you know, this was your this was the beginning of corporation. Right. You, know, you had your Pontiac and your Buicks running similar power plants. Well, you know, when Buick got to start in nineteen or in nineteen thirty one, they started out with something revolutionary. You know, Chevrolet had a straight six. Yes. And ran it all the way to nineteen fifty four. Oh, I will say, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. But do you know that Buick was the first company to do an overhead valve engine? Exactly. Yeah. So in their straight eight. Yes. You know, and the straight eight was extremely popular. This thing was a torque monster, and of course Pontiac shared a similar engine, but it was also called the Fireball Eight. You know, and all that. But they they run this engine from 1931 to 1953. Now it had some changes through the years and displacement and such, but they ran a straight eight for that long. Now keep in mind. In 1954, they actually switched to the Nailhead V8, which is probably one of the most popular hot rod Buick engines around, especially with your new traditional crowd now. You see these Nailheads popping out of the woodwork. I don't know about Nailhead. I'm not sold on those. They look cool. Don't get me wrong. That is a cool-looking engine. I mean, the valve covers are sitting straight up. I know, I mean, and I like neat. the looks, but I don't know. I don't think there's enough out there for them. They're cool, and I mean, the displacement, like, you know, in 1953 or 54 when they came out, they were like 322 cubic inches, which, I mean, is still a, a decent size V8, but it's, I mean, I mean, it's a popular engine, and I mean, your hot rod guys really got into that stuff. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I, I've seen a couple of the straight eights hot rodded. I've seen a couple of the uh, nail heads hot rodded. Well, I've seen several. We got a couple guys here in town. Old James Sharon's yeah. got a nail head in his in his yeah, Buick. Yeah, and that's probably one of the nicest ones around too. Well, and I mean, and the thing that's cool about the Buicks is they're a little different. They're a little. They're totally different from anything like Chevrolet or something like that. But the thing that's cool about the nail head motor is the hot rodding things they make for them. I mean, you can go on Moon Eye's website right now and look at hot rod parts for a nail head Buick. Probably the only website you can go. On. Oh, there's several places for Buick parts. There's there's a lot of things. Internet, they they sell anything. I know it's amazing. Isn't it? It's crazy. There's there's somebody in everything. That's scary. I don't know. <clears throat> Pardon me, I'm a little under the weather here, so I'm gonna keep coughing on you. But um, no, the nail head to me, it just I don't know. Is I like it. I like the looks of it, but to me, it's just never like 
if I had a Buick and it had one sitting in it, I'd definitely be pulling it out. It's not an LS. It's, you're problem. right. It's not an LS. That's it. But the thing that's cool about the nailhead, you got to think about it. You know, in the 50s, this was revolutionary. I mean, what did they have to compete with? You had a 265 Chevrolet. Right. You had <laughs> small displacement V8 Fords that were just coming out. I mean, this thing was no, the I'll, cat day. I'll agree. And it's I mean, time. At, the time, at the time, it was an awesome, awesome engine. And then, you know, you're moving on through the years. But then, then, you know, let's just stop for a second and think, this was some of the most beautiful cars ever made, though. You got your 53s and your 54 Buick Specials. These things were absolutely gorgeous have cars. You ever, have you ever had the pleasure of sitting in one of these? Oh, yes. The back seat is like a couch. Well, I mean, these cars... I think it is a couch, actually. These cars are beautiful, though. The chrome, Harley Earl was all over inspiring these things. But the thing that was so cool about these cars is, I mean, they, I mean, they were just beautiful. I mean, it's not that whole jet stream age. I'll t- I'll make a bold statement here, and I know a lot of guys, a lot of uh, your old hot rod guys and all are probably going to, like, not agree with me on this one. But I think if you took your mid-50s Buick and lined it up against a Chevrolet or a Cadillac even, I think your Buick's a better-looking car. I would probably lean. I think the Cadillac's a little too much. The Chevrolet's not enough, and the Buick is just right. Yeah, I just there's something about you know mid fifties Buick. It, well, they're beautiful, and then you get your Roadmasters. I mean, these are gorgeous cars, and I mean, these the corporation cars in general in the fifties, the Pontiacs, the Buicks, and the Oldsmobiles were absolutely gorgeous. They were. If you love five, six, seven Chevrolets, you will absolutely love a five, six, seven. Buick, now, in, in terms of you know, rod, in terms of rod and custom, you know, a '53 Chevy is your way to go. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But in terms of just looking good and rolling up in class and style, Buick's the way to go. Well, I mean, they are. Well, they're just a classy rod, and they're beautiful, even rotted or even in all original. I mean, they're just gorgeous cars. Yeah, I, I think it's a far better looking car than the Cadillac of the time, well, I mean, and, and not to not to down the Cadillac in any means. Well, these things, I mean, like you see, ones restored all original with the Kelsey Hayes wires on it. I mean, things are just. I'm having a Rain Man moment over here. You know, they were riding around in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those were bad rides. Oh, absolutely. Room for days. That's what I was Golly. Screaming. And the cool thing about them, I, I think we talked about this one time before on the show, is the hood. Yeah, the hood opening to the side. Yeah, you can open it from any which way you want to. That's really, really cool. It's actually an awesome option. I'll tell you what else would be really cool if we could get paid for this show. So we well, got we, some... we got a little bit more time. You just want to cut to commercial right here? I mean, we're talking about good Buicks. We're fixing to get in some real good Buicks, though. We're going. We're working our way into the muscle Buicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got a list here of muscle Buicks, um, starting off with like the 62 Buick Special Deluxe. That was a cool car. Very cool car, guys. I tell you what, stay tuned. We're talking about Buicks right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Do you have the book of Buick out? I do have the book of Buick out. The book of Buick? The book of Brick. All right, so now we were talking about the Wildcat. We were talking about the Wildcat. And I mean, now keep in mind, now now you're kind of getting... No, a, no, no, we weren't talking about the Wildcat. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're, we're talking, talking about, about the, Buick the special. special. Yeah. Special but, but the special actually turned into the Wildcat. It did, it did, it actually did. Special came out in what's well, it came out in fifty three was the first year for the special. Yeah, they skipped a couple years and reintroduced in sixty one. But I want to talk about the sixty four Buick special. This now, one got cool. Yeah, because you know why? Because it started it started sharing Chevelle parts. Well, you know I'm a sucker for Chevelle. Not necessarily your your model, but I am a sucker for a Chevelle. I'm an A body fan myself. <laughs> So, let's talk about the 64 through 69 Buick Special. Those were golden cars. Now, of course, 
um, if you're a GM connoisseur, uh, these cars were built in a lot of different locations um, in Delaware, Atlanta, Georgia, Kansas City, Kansas, in Massachusetts, Flint, Michigan, of course, and in Linden, New Jersey. So these cars were scattered all over the place. Of course, Kansas took care of all your convertibles. If yeah. Anybody well, knows. it was also the same place where all your convertibles came from for Chevelles. Yep. And I'm sure probably Pontiac's the same way. Well, this is the A-body platform on mm-hmm. these cars. Um, so it, it shared, you know, Chevelle Malibu. Um, of course, your Cutlass and your Pontiac Le Mans. Your F-85. Exactly. And your Buick Skylark. Buick Skylark, pardon me. All these shared the same platform. Now, All right, let's get this straight, Rod, right, before we go any further. Skylights go in your house. Skylarks go on the road. That's true. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> that's very true. You buy Skylarks on the motor mile. You buy Skylights at the Home Depot. Hang on, hang on. I, you know what? i got to get sidetracked here for a second. I have a question for you. Speak it. And I know several people have probably pondered this same thing. How come you drive on parkways and park on driveways? Why do you have to get so deep on me, dude? <laughs> that's just... If you can answer that one, let me know. Anyhow, so back to the Buick Special. This is a cool car, and then, six, like I said, in 64, it got even cooler. You know, these cars were offered in a bunch of different body styles. Your two-door hardtop coupe, your two-door coupe, your two-door convertible, your four-door station wagon, and your four-door sedan. Oh, yeah, you can get a station wagon. Killing me. You know you'd want but one. But these were some cute cars, though. They were <clears throat> sexy cars. Oh, yeah, and, and they had cool engine varieties, too. Of course, if you want to, you know, cheap out, you could get get the 225 V6. You could get the 250 inline six, the 300 V8, or the 340 V8. So plenty of power options, too. Well, they had a lot of cool things with the V8s and these things. And like I said, these were different from, like, your Chevrolet power plants. I mean, this was corporation time. And, I mean, they were – and this was the time when Buick had their engines, Pontiac had their engines. Not like today where everything shares the same power plant across the board. Oh, yeah. And the only thing different is badging and trim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. But these cars, man, I'll tell you what, they are they're gorgeous. If if you're into the slightly oddball cars, so if you're if you're not going out after a Chevelle and you say, you know what, I want to pick me up a Buick Special. It's got the same platform at a fraction of the cost nowadays. Well, these cars do. Now, your early Buicks, you can pick them up for a song. Now, keep in mind they are a restorer's nightmare because you know mm. what, the aftermarket parts, parts are not there for them. There's a few things, but Fine very parts. few. Yeah, I mean. They are though. They're they're good looking cars. Um, I think they're the start of the muscle car look for uh, you know for Buick. Um, well, I mean the A that that A platform was the muscle car. I mean oh, that's yeah. that's the start of the muscle car. Nineteen sixty four is when the muscle car was born. Yeah, and, and, and Buick didn't miss out. No, they didn't. And and, and this is the thing, sixty four really was a groundbreaking year across the board for General Motors. The only thing that didn't come out. Brand spanking new was the trucks and the Corvette. Other than that, everything got changed. Yeah. And these cars, I mean, you know, the Impalas got, you know, boxier. You know, this intermediate intermediate car came out, which had the Malibu SS, F85, the Buick Skylark. You know what I'm saying? You had the Tempest or the Pontiac GTO. These cars, I mean, this was this was this was it. Now Buick wasn't packing a punch like Pontiac and Chevrolet were quite yet. But give them time. Oh, yeah, but even still saying that, of them not packing a punch, new for 64 in the Buick lineup was the engine. The capacity of the V6 engine was increased uh, increased to 100, from 198 horsepower, I'm sorry, from 198 cubic inches to 225 cubic inches, while the aluminum V8 was replaced by a new cast iron 
block 300 cubic inch uh, V8 with aluminum cylinder heads, and 65 cast iron heads replaced the problematic cylinder heads, the aluminum ones. It was a little early in the game for aluminum heads. It was, because a lot of people, if you ever notice, if you ever overheated with aluminum heads, they usually had a tendency of warping back in the day, and then you were forever screwed. <laughs> well, and that was a temperamental Buick problem back then. Yeah. But now, now, keep in mind, let's, let's, let's don't move. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's stop on Skylarks for a minute. Okay. Because I don't want to skip a very important car that's a Buick. A brick? And it's a car we all love. What's that? And it's in a movie we all love. Ooh. All right. Dalton. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. He drives around in a 1966 Buick Riviera. I absolutely love these cars with the clamshell hideaway headlights. You're wanting to jump over to the Rivies now. Well, I'm just saying because I don't want to get excited and talk about Buick Muscle and somebody think I'm going to skip the Riviera. Which, was there ever a bad year for a Riviera other than them goofy looking 80s ones? All right, can you name another movie that uh, a Riviera, and it's a dovetail uh, or a boat tail? Boattail. I, I call them dovetails. Uh, is there another movie that you can think of that it was in more recent movie, not quite as old as the Was it Bowfinger, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know about that. but With Steve Martin in it and uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, okay, there was one in there, too. Give me another one. A little bit newer. Think hmm. 2000s. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the lead role actor, Jason Statham. Mm. I'm drawing a blank. Are you? Also shared the screen with a 96 Impala SS. Two of them. They were clone cars, but that's beside the point. You're such a dork. <laughs> I'm just, you, clone cars. You could tell because when they rolled over, they had single exhaust. Sorry. <laughs> give me your cool card. Come here. No. Right. Get, oh, give me a movie. Me. Give me a movie title. What's the movie title? You I know, give up. You know what's funny is I'm actually drawing a blank to it right now. <laughs> really? Crank. That's it. Crank. Yeah. What you were on to even be into this stuff. Amy Smart was in it. It was worth watching. Yeah, yeah. I might have to check it out maybe on the Netflix or something. But it is a good movie. Well But he has a Riviera that he destroys. Well, I mean Rivies were sexy cars. They are. Like when I look at a Riviera, especially like I think Liberace when I see these things. So they're classy. I mean, they're like over the top cool. See, I don't I, I think polar opposite, and here's why. You watch Count and Custom Counts Customs. Now, that Riviera they <laughs> built, that boat tail they built was bad news. That 73 was absolutely gorgeous. We actually got to see that car at SEMA. Phenomenal car. Yeah, that is prettier actually, than Actually, it's car. Ryan Evans, the man that painted that car. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Ryan Evans. It, it counts customs. It is Ryan's birthday. How That's right. That? I told him happy birthday earlier today. Oh, and that's sweet? That's what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, that car is what I think about when I think about a Riviera. I think Lowrider, 13-inch Dayton's. Oh, man. You know, hydros. You know, that's uh, what I think. Hitting switches and slapping. Anyway, so let, back, <laughs> back, on. Back, back to what we were talking about, the Buicks. The Rivieras are just good-looking cars. Yes, they are. That You know what? <clears throat> I'd file that under a top five favorite Buick of mine. I love, like, like, like our buddy Donnie, that gold. Oh, man. Donnie has a Buick, a beautiful Buick Riviera. Clamshell headlight car that is absolutely gorgeous. Gold. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. White interior. I'm talking about straight as a banjo string and clean as a preacher's suit. That is pretty clean. It's beautiful. And I mean, like, very rarely will my heart skip a beat over a barfed-up icky caramel corn. But I'm going to tell AKA you something. Buick. But I'm going to tell you something. That one right there, 
she can come play in my stable anytime. You know what I'm saying? I like that car. And you, you got me a Buick man if you want. And if I'm not mistaken, it's been featured in a magazine or two. Yeah, it is. There's actually a few YouTube videos with that thing in yeah, it too. That, that thing's gorgeous. Yeah, he done a he done a good job on that car. It is beautiful. All right, so back to the specials, aka or the sky uh Skylarks. Skylarks were cool cars. And they fall under that. Well Skylarks same... see now see this is the thing. The Skylark was like your Malibu. Yeah. It was just your base. But they were cool though. The Skylark is on that same A body platform, but the Skylark it kind of took on more of that I'm a Chevelle look. It did, but then now exactly. But another thing about the Skylark though is you want to step into the GSs. Yes. That was your SS of the Buicks. Exactly, and there were some cool looking ones, man. And well, the- they had some gorgeous Buicks. Oh yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. The GS cars by far were the sexiest Buick muscle cars ever made. Yeah. Um. They, I don't know, man. These things are just cool. I, I, there's not much you can say well, about them. Well, they shared a lot of cool things. They, you know, they shared a lot of Chevelle parts or Chevelle Esk. ideas. Yeah, esque parts. And they shared a lot of like the Pontiac Judge stuff too. Yes. I mean, these were just really cool cars. That you know what? That's the best description I ever heard. This is if a if a Pontiac Judge and a Chevelle had a late night bar affair, you would get a Buick Skylark. GS. GS, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to talk a lot more about the GS coming up next right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We're talking about GS Buicks. Now, right. Hot Rod, uh, yes, sir. first of all, yes, sir. what does GS stand for? Grand Sport. That's Duh. right. So the GS came out in 1965. And now keep in mind. That, Buick, that, that's the corporate version of SS. Yeah, that's the Buick version. It's not a super sport. It's a grand sport. Well, it was. It, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I mean, I mean it's just, and it wasn't a knockoff of it. It was just no. their version yeah, of exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. It's the, like saying a Mustang GT. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Except that was for way cooler. Way cooler. <laughs> but the thing that was cool about the Buicks is, so you know what? Say you got your Skylark. But if you got you a Skylark GS, you know your temporary, your regular Skylark had a 300 V8. Right. Now keep in mind this is 1965, and we're talking about the GM platform right here. The largest engine available was a 389 three do setup. It was in your Pontiac GTO. Right. Unless you got the 400 in your Buick GS. Right, on. which made less horsepower than the 327 yeah, and the Chevelle. So, so, so basically, but, uh, you bought a bigger boat anchors. Well, no, and I mean, they, but they, but these were torque monsters. They though. were, and you know what? Your corporation and I mean, you keep motors. Keep in mind, you've got this. You've got a 400 cubic inch engine in a car that don't weigh that much. Your corporation motors have always been that way. They're kind of slouches on horsepower, but torque they make up for it. But the aftermarket stepped in and made a lot yes, of sir. parts for these things. Yes, sir. Those 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 guys take they get real feisty. Oh, and the yeah. Buick guys do too. They actually have a competition every year where they race Buicks, GS Buicks versus Hemi's. GS Buicks for the win. Just, for the win. Just saying. But no, okay, so we can't talk about the GS cars without mentioning the Buick Wildcat. The Buick Wildcat is a gorgeous car. Now, it followed its predecessor, which is the Buick Invicta, which, by the way, is probably one of the most beautifulest Buicks ever made. Beautifulest? Beautiful, most beautiful. Sorry, proper English. Sorry, Mark. We're not in union. I know. I'm, I'm working on it. He's a thug. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's the be- baby. You the beautifulest. <laughs> you the beautifulest. You the be- beautifulest girl I've ever seen. No, the Buick. And Do me a favor, Rod. Rod. Yeah. When you leave here tonight, you go home and you hug your wife hard. <laughs> you squeeze. 
<laughs> Hold on tight. <laughs> and chance without. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about the Invicta. Well, we're not talking about the Invicta. This is the predecessor to the uh, to the Wildcat. The Invicta, though, is just Google one. They're, it's a beautiful car. They're gorgeous. It's worth the Google. So you know, and the successor to the Wildcat would, of course, be your Centurion. But in 1966 was a very good year for the uh, for the Wildcat. It was the one year only Grand Sport Performance Group package could be ordered. This is awesome. Of course, you got your um, big engine, which in this case, in 66, was a 425 cubic inch, 340 horse V8. This was cool. Single carb setup. Um, and the way to tell us the code you would select in ordering this in your little checkbox is A8-Y48. This was your ordering option. It was your option code. Yes. Um, and this car came with a lot of cool things. Uh, you know, the GS package, of course, came with your dual exhaust, your heavy-duty suspension, your posi traction, and, you know, the... Uh, Updated rear quarter panel with the GS badging, uh, you know. Well, I mean, these cars were built just like an SS Chevelle. I mean, they had twelve bolt rear ends on the run. They had all the heavy duty stuff. They were just packing that Buick power plant. Yeah. Now, see, this is cool, and you know, I hate that we didn't talk about this car when we we're talking about low production number cars, because this is another one. They only made twelve hundred and forty four Wildcat GSs in sixty six, and out of those, only two hundred and forty two were convertibles. So the rest were hard tops. It's a rare muscle car right there, guys. Yes. Um, and this is even cooler. A mere 22 um, that is known in the world uh, earned the Super Wildcat decals. Super so, Wildcat. Yeah, which is a very rare option, obviously, because only 22 of them are even known to exist. So so that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, when you're talking about GS packages, that's probably your rarest of rares in the GS. Yeah, well, that and I well, I beg to differ though. You start getting into your stage one or your stage two Buicks, your stage three. Those cars are the G or the GSX Buicks, right? Those are some super rare cars, and there's a lot of clones, but there's not a lot of the real deal. Well, you know, and another cool thing is in 1966 you had your uh, GS Riviera. You know, we we're talking about the Riviera yeah. earlier. They had a GS Riviera, so that's cool, and also a rarer car. And also, <laughs> we didn't talk about this with the Riviera, but in 69, those things got ugly. 68, really? 69, the Riviera just took a turn for the worst. They got, they're got they not horrible. Uh, they're, you know what? In terms of odd rod they're ratings. They're different. Yeah. They're, they're, they're different. But I'll tell you what they put you in mind of. Look at 68 and 69 Caprices. With a smushed front end, I'll give you that. I'm just saying. I'll give you that. It's not that far-fetched. All right, so while we're talking about, you know, the Buicks of the 60s, there's no way. Now, this one actually started in 59, but I want to pick up on its third gen because that's probably the most notorious of them. I want to pick up on the third generation. Uh, your 65 through 70 Buick uh, LeSabre. The LeSabre. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit earlier. We were joking about your 2000-2005 Buick LeSabre offered in that beautiful champagne color. Which is probably the most known car in the world. Everyone's had one. But the LeSabre, I mean, it, it's, it speaks class. It really does. You know, jokes aside, that is a classy car that came loaded down with options. Um, I mean, this is related to your, you know, your Bel Air, your Impala, your Caprice, your Biscayne, uh, your Pontiac Catalina, you know, your, your Bon Bon. You know, this is on the same platform as those cars. So this is what would be called, you know, a B-body platform car. Well, and this is the thing. You know, you could order... A GM muscle or a Chevrolet muscle car, 
You know, you can order a Chevelle, bare bones. You can order a Ford muscle car, bare bones. You can order Mopar muscle cars, bare bones. But this is the thing. With these Buick Snowsmobiles, these cars were loaded to the hilt. Oh, yeah. Wood grain trim, power options. Because everybody loves wood grain. They all got power steering, power brakes. I mean, these things are loaded out. Now, this is what I, I found to be cool with the uh, with the uh, uh, LeSabre platform of that time is the engine options. You could get your 300, you know, your small standard uh, 4.9 liter V8. You could get your uh, 340, which was pretty common. You can even get the Oldsmobile 350. Or if you wanted to just step up, you could slam a 455 in this bad boy. That's right. Now, you want to talk about a torque monster, and those 455s are proven performers. Yes. 7.5 liters of American muscle slammed in a boat. <laughs> nothing compared to a 454 no, Chevrolet. No, it's, no, it's not even But that. a 455 is a torque monster. And what? there's a lot of people that drag race those motors to this day. One more cubic inch, half the horsepower, twice the torque. Yes. <laughs> that's a pretty accurate. And a car that weighs twice as much. <laughs> that, that's actually a pretty accurate um, setup. But no, the Sabres, man, they were they were gorgeous cars. You know, they had, they were everything. They were, they were Impala Plus. You know what I mean? Impala Plus. They were. You know, they were. They, they were the lux- more luxury version of an Impala in its time. You. I mean, they had, like you said, every <clears throat> every option known to man. And they were actually very, very good-looking cars in their time. They were good-looking cars. And, you know, the thing about the Buicks, and I think Buicks kind of get a raw deal on this because you got your diehard Buick collectors that love them. But whenever you see, and me being a muscle car guy, whenever I see, you know, a nice GS Buick, Stage 1, Stage 2, or whatever like that, or a GSX, those are some gorgeous cars. The GSX, like I said, they will almost put you in mind of like a judge, a Pontiac judge. Like they all have that riff. Well, they're very, very similar to the Oldsmobile 442s. Well, they, and they, we'll see, they're all kind of in that that form. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if you just want to get in general, it looks like a '70 Chevelle too. I it mean, really shape wise, yeah. they all shared that same shape. They were all on the same platform, basically. Yeah, and, and very. I don't know. I just good looking cars, but. In in the value these things carry, there was one that sold at Barry Jackson. Uh, I can't remember what year, but the price on it was one hundred seventy thousand dollars. That's insane. That's, but you know, but that's these cars, but big the, money for the, a Buick. But you got to think about restoring these cars, though. Oh yeah. I mean, it takes Find big money. Parts. Yeah, exactly. It take, you 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 send things off to have them restored for this car. Exactly. I mean, the the parts out there, they're 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 not very common. That's for sure. I tell you what is common: these commercial breaks. Are you serious? It's time again. That well, is. actually, it's top of the hour, so we get a long break. I, I think we can actually go re- grab a snack from the vending machine or something like that. That's what I'm screaming. Rice Krispie treats, it is. Heck yeah, sounds good to me. All right, guys, stay tuned. We're talking about Buicks right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 